folks, and welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome, everyone. And I was driving around today, um, listening to something, I, I another podcast, or I think the Alex Jones Show. Um, yeah, and Dinesh D'Souza was on, and... Dinesh was on Alex Jones? Yeah, as a guest. Huh. Um, okay. You know, talking about the new movie, uh, 2000 yeah. Mules, which I watched part of, not the whole thing. It's not like, I, I don't, I mean, it didn't tell me anything I didn't know as far as whether or not they cheated. It just proved some of the logistics of it, you know? Helped uncover a little bit of, of how it was done and demonstrated how some of it was that, done. Yeah. I, I think I think the big thing that it demonstrates, because Dinesh was able to pull this stuff together himself, yeah, um, using the research by the the one lady, um, I forget her name, but what it demonstrates to me is that if the government, the FBI, for example, or the various state bureaus of investigation, were serious about finding out, they could have uncovered all the election. Yeah. They could find tampering out. and election fraud. The, this stuff, it's, it's not there. like there was no way to prove that this stuff was going on. Yeah. And, and with their resources, they could have uncovered a lot more of it than Dinesh did. And the simple we fact is, that. we all knew it was happening. And, mm-hmm. um, various people had different ways of talking about. It. Some people would say, yeah, I know it happens a little bit, but not enough to affect the outcome. Other people would say, yeah, maybe it did, maybe it didn't. We have no way of proving it. And other people said, nah, it's just, it didn't happen at all. But some of us said, yeah, it happened. It happened in a big way. We knew it was going to happen in a big way. And still, we did nothing to stop it. So what is the point of talking or even thinking about it? Yeah, those those who could have stopped it did not. Those who were not really in in a position to tried to at least bring enough ten- attention to it, and look what that got them. Yeah, they're being persecuted now. Yeah, and I'm talking about the January Sixers, of course. Right, and you know the I guess the thing is, okay, we we never hid from politics on this show. Um, it's it was still more of a religious show, but uh. Mm-hmm. You know, politics happen in religion. And so if it was, if it was relevant, we talked about it. And let's face it, that, that, that last push by, uh, Trump was exciting. And a lot of people who didn't care about politics suddenly did care about it. It got a lot of new people involved in politics. And people then who I, I think honestly, a lot of those people. The reason they weren't involved is because they didn't see the point. They didn't feel like there was any way to have an effect, to change anything. Right. It was all going to continue on as usual. And Trump is what changed that for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, people live under the notion that the rich get richer, the poor get poorer, and the powerful get more powerful. And Mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do about it. You pay taxes and you die. So what? Yeah. Yeah. Let me just make my living and, and that's as good as I can do. But the thing is, 
a lot of us got really into it. I myself had stopped voting a long time ago, um, not because... I, my thing was that... Oh, great. My thing was that, uh, give me someone to vote for and then I'll vote. You know? I just oh, never yeah. trusted it, any it, of the candidates. I thought, what's the it's point? Not as much that you didn't trust the the vote process. Yeah, that that it's like, well, so what if I vote for him and he wins? He's not going to do anything. Yeah. So what's the point? You know, I mean, I voted for G.W. Bush the first time around, and and he was such a huge letdown. I thought, well, this is dumb. Who cares yeah. if it was Clinton or Bush or Gore or the same things happen. Um, and let's face it, Rush or Trump, Trump did change that. He mm-hmm. did things we didn't think any politician would ever do. So a lot of us got excited about politics again. And then it happens and it was such a huge defeat. Uh, it's such a big letdown for most of the country, I think. And I mean most of the country. I think, I think more than 50% of people we're actually excited about Trump's next uh, term. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know how. Which is higher, I think, than any president has ever had. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think we, when you, I mean, okay, supporting, wanting, uh, wishing this president got instead the other guy. Okay. Yeah. You can get over 50%, whatever, but actually being excited for a president's term. Yeah. If you get above 25%. I think you're doing really well. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big thing. And we got a real letdown. And I'll tell you, after that, and the thing is, we all saw it. We all knew what was going on. And yet, we were all powerless to stop it. And after something like that, you know, my, especially in the several, in the months after the election, I just didn't even want to think about politics. I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to hear about it. I didn't listen to a single uh, political... Well, I, I listened to Nanesh for a while, but... Um, you kind of stopped following I that did. after Yeah, bit, I did. You? I just... Because he's mo- mostly political. He is mostly political. You know what? I, I think I probably could have hung with him for a while longer. He keeps bringing in these weird philosophies and talking about them. And... Well, have you been listening lately? No. Hey. He's going through Dante. He, he's doing a very long series, spending anywhere from, from 8 to 15 minutes at the end of each show, going through the Divine Comedy. You know I never read the Divine Comedy. I only read The, the Inferno, and then um, we were supposed to read excerpts from uh, Purgatorio and Paradiso, which I, I think I read... A tiny bit of that, but not nearly what I was assigned to read in high school. Yeah. But here's the thing. When Dante talks about these things, he makes them really interesting. Now I want to go out and read the Divine Comedy. You mean when Dinesh talks about I mean when Dinesh talks about him. Yeah. Who did I say? Dante. Dante. Yeah. When Dinesh talks about Dante, he makes Dante interesting. Now he did, he did do a blurb at the beginning when he was starting to you know before he actually got into the story about choosing the right um translation mm-hmm. and why you want to choose it and that kind of stuff but i mean that's all beside the point of our podcast tonight but i think you should go back and start listening to him he has some neat stuff that he does 
that doesn't have anything to do with politics. It's just fun. Yeah, I know. But here's the thing. Every time he'd bring up philosophy, I could... I'm sorry. <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> I can see what's going on here. He's finding philosophies that, first of all, are stupid. I mean, the philosophy that our only existence is what we feel or or nothing exists. Those are dumb. And they're pointless. I know they're dumb. And there's no reason that they don't bring us any, they don't do anything for humanity. And it's, it's a dumb thing to even, uh, give credence to, let alone spend time giving credence to. And I can yeah, see I, what's going on here. Okay. What's going on? What's going on is that he's acting like he's this connoisseur of philosophies. Because he's avoiding the real philosophy. He's avoiding Aquinas and Mm -hmm. Catholicism. And he knows that's where he needs to get back to. He's a fallen Catholic, and he knows that he needs to be back in the Catholic Church. I I think that's, I don't know. I can see these things. I mean, when you deal with people who are fallen away Catholics, you see this kind of thing over and over again. And... It becomes real apparent real quick when you're dealing with it. Uh, yeah. I think other, other Catholics like us who deal with that kind of thing would say the same thing. He does I, that. And, and I, I mean, I know that I remember the specific one where he talked about the, the one that you just mentioned. And I don't think he was giving credence to. He's done that a couple times now. The philosophy itself is because that the particular yeah. guy who was talking about that was was is actually that Berkeley like some or something minister or something like that, and and um, he wasn't giving so much credence to the philosophy that there's nothing outside of you, but only pointing out that if it if if God were out to make you think that the entire world around you is there when in fact it is not and it's all in your head that. The, you know, that everything begins and ends at the point of your sensations, God would have the capability of doing that and you could never know the difference. That's all he was saying. Now, I forget what point he was making. He had some point that he was making or whatever. Well, but, but maybe for he... example, he also explored like Anselm's, um, you know, proof of God from, um, the, what was it? The ontological proof or whatever. Yeah. And that called. still didn't make Stuff sense like to me. And I, <laughs> I thought that was stupid too. I liked that one. That actually does make if, sense to me. If you want it's proof one of, of those that you can oh, just well. go deeper and deeper. <laughs> I it didn't even I I guess either I'm too stupid or too smart for that one cuz it didn't even make a little bit of sense to me. But the Anyway, um But you're right. I think I think about the overall arc, you're right. Here's the thing. I just I had to leave politics. And it, mm-hmm. I had to do it for a long time. And listening to Alex Jones again is kind of getting me back into the mood. But it's a weird sensation that I've never felt about politics before. It's um, it's almost like getting cheated on. Mm-hmm. And you're afraid to get into a relationship again. Because you feel like you've been made such a fool. And at this point... You wouldn't have too hard of a time convincing me that even Trump himself was a fake. Part of, you part know? of the game, so to speak. Yeah, I, I mean, that's not a hard sell. 
I don't believe mm-hmm. it, but if, if you somebody could, were to present some evidence for it, it might be, huh, okay, yeah, that that's something I need to consider. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I I feel like such a fool of having gotten all excited about this stuff. And then I listen to people like uh, James Corbett from the Corbett Report, who has always mocked the whole idea of voting. Um, and I, I don't know what to say. At, you get to a point where you wonder if it's worth any of the energy putting in. Um, and I, you know, started to think today, we can't just ignore politics. We, we've got a duty to somehow be involved in this more than just, even more than just going and voting, uh, once a year or once every well, four years. Okay. But you know, as Christians, our very first duty with regards to politics is to pray for our rulers, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, not, not, not that that's necessarily enough and not that that's, you know, not that we can, you know, pray for our rulers and say, okay, now I'm involved in politics. I don't have to do anything else. I don't have to look at what they're doing or anything like that. But that's our first duty. Okay. Hold on one second. It starts there. Okay. Um, I thought, Grandma sends, I don't know why, suddenly Grandma sends me stuff that it, she needs printed. and Instead of just printing it? Mom, yeah. Or having Dad print it? There. Tell her that. I'm sorry, I'm recording. All right. But thank you. Yeah, I don't know what's going on over there. I think Dad has a harder time making things print when he, uh, when he needs something printed. So... Oh, I, I think he has a harder time getting that to work. Part of it is he won't leave his equipment on. No, he does. But then oh, he, okay. he does weird things. For example, when he pulls his tray, the paper tray out, he always moves the little thing that holds it in place. Well, that actually tells the printer how big the paper is. So he moves that and doesn't put it back correctly, then puts the paper in and shuts the tray... Then when he tries to print, and he never reads the message, it thinks that it's a different size. Oh, okay. oh, the, that's the that's what you're talking about. Though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thinks he's got legal or something. Yeah. So then he can't figure out how to get that. So he puts he always keeps paper there, and he puts it in the bypass tray because he thinks that's he thinks the other one doesn't work. And I keep trying to tell him quit messing with this, and it'll work. But. Uh, he just doesn't remember, so. Yeah. So now she emails me things, and then she Could waits. Could you set it up so mom can print that, that there's a printer maybe upstairs? That's Well, she uses a Chromebook. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, those, those can't print directly anyway. Yeah, so, um, not with the kinds of printers that I have anyway. Maybe, yeah. Like a brand new one from the store that's wireless and does a bunch of new technology, but I don't have those. I have big giant toner printers. Anyway, uh, we were talking about, I don't know. It's Getting back weird into politics. Feeling it's weird. Of, am I gonna, do I really want to go through this again? And you said, okay, our first duty is that's to right. pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have our... some kind of duty to be political and politically involved. Right. We have to know what's going on. Um, Especially and... in a place like America. Uh, yeah, yeah, where, where at least the appearance of giving us a choice is presented. 
And our rulers. Yeah. Um, if you can prove to me that the votes have absolutely no uh, influence, that would be one thing. But you can't prove. Nobody can prove that your vote doesn't mean anything. You know? Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I tell you, if something doesn't change after the 2020 election, I think almost anybody in America would be on a certain level of moral justification for just concluding that their vote doesn't yeah. mean anything. Yeah, you're right. But we but know, you know that what? some people are trying to change things. Yeah, and there's a... I mean, I think one of the one of the problems that has happened in America, and, and I, I want to sort of dwell on this vote thing for a little bit, <sighs> is that the the vote uh, attention has all gotten national. Everybody talks about the presidency. People talk about the Senate and and the U.S. House of Representatives. And then sometimes you get a little bit of interest in the various state legislatures, governorships, and that kind of stuff. Um, but there's more to it than that. There's your community. There's your school board that you vote for. There's your county uh, officers and, and treasurer and recorder and, and that kind of stuff. The police commissioner, maybe, and other things like that. Um even if you think that your vote is, you know, doesn't make any difference at the level of the presidency, you should still be interested in these other levels of local politics, as well as local political issues like tax levies and that kind of stuff. Things that affect, in a real way, the life of you and those around you in your community. Right. And so even if you are, like, despondent over the whole national election question... Um, rather than just saying, I'm going to bury my head in the sand, wash my hand of politics, and not worry about it, just swivel the focus. Well, here's the thing. I'm, I'm convinced that the larger the city, the more vote fraud there is. Yeah. I I'm, think that's almost axiomatic. I, I think Cincinnati's been corrupt for a long time. I don't believe that your vote... Well, okay... I'm not going to say your vote doesn't matter. I'm just going to say that the vote is fixed. But mm -hmm. I think the vote was fixed for Hillary Clinton. I just don't think they realized how many people voted were going to vote for Trump. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. They weren't intercepting and dropping out the ballots for Trump. They just thought they had enough for Hillary that, that oh, yeah, we'll overcome. Trump may have more votes, but we'll overcome it with these. And then they had no idea how many they were going to need. Excellent. So, in a sense, yes, the vote did matter. Yeah, it was fixed, but it mm -hmm. mattered because it Trump mattered. did That's get true. in. And because That's of true. him getting in and because of that many people getting involved who normally wouldn't be involved, we, we're we on the verge of changing Roe v. Wade. Yeah, that's true. Even, the, if, if, even if they take back over the votes, even if they, they prevent us from ever doing something like that again, we could overturn Roe v. Wade and... And perhaps you know, just, on a smaller scale throughout the cities and states of America, mm -hmm. we can one by one knock out the the baby killers, you know, yeah. in every state Start and say, no, the tide. abortion can't be in this state. And maybe even in counties and uh, cities, 
you know, how would it be if Cincinnati would say, even if Ohio allowed abortion, if Cincinnati said, no, we're not going to allow abortion and they yeah, have to go to another city, mm-hmm. we should be fighting on that level now. And it's important yeah. to fight on that level because, because if this happens in the U.S. Supreme Court, it has now been handed to us locally and the fight just became a lot more local. That's all. So, and, and, well, here's the thing though. It's, it's hard to navigate now. Um, even for what people like us who were always, um, in a sense, red pilled, uh, we were mm-hmm. never, we were never like other people. We never thought the system was we as... We never really trusted the system. <laughs> right. And now, even more so. But there's a lot of people yeah. like us, and it's hard to find... We're at a point where it's hard to find out what's real. Oh, and I see what you mean. I could either listen to the Alex Jones end, um, or even get worse than that, like the... What is that? QAnon? Is that what it's called? Oh, the, yeah, the Q, the QAnon people. The, okay. Uh, the <laughs> I could go with them where you know, everything. I tried to figure that stuff out once. Once I, I, I thought, what is this QAnon stuff? And I'd get on and say, how do you find out? What, you know, what, what do QAnoners believe? And like, everybody's real, I don't know. Um, like, like it's weird about it. Like, yeah. well, you, you, you know, you have to go, you know, you just have to start listening to these people. Well, listening to who? Who do I listen to to find out what you actually believe is going on? Well, check out this site and this podcaster. And it's like, I go check them out. And it's like, there's no overall, like. There's nothing central th- to it. No, there's, there's, it's like just an ongoing, I, I, I thought, okay, let me just start reading. And it's this guy who's like analyzing Twitter posts from, various people in the government and he's like okay so this is something and you know this is referring to november 11th but uh it's in code because of this and this reference to next saturday is actually a reference to a such and such thing and and this this number here means something he he said eight, but uh, this means something. I don't know. We'll hold that, hold on to that for a little while and come back to it. It's like really weird, bizarre stuff. Yeah. Okay. So you could get like that, though. I can see getting <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, you could go that way. Right. Yeah. Um, or, but you have to, number one, if you're a responsible American and if you're a Catholic American, you can no longer turn on the evening news, especially someone like CNN or MSNBC, and rely on that information to be true. Yeah, you, you, you can't take that at face value. It's, it's irresponsible. Anything they say. It's irresponsible. It's, just, it's wrong yeah. it, to turn it, it that be, on and make any decisions based on it. Right. Yeah. It would be just, morally wrong for a, for a Catholic to do that. So that's out. Well, okay. I guess I could turn to Fox News, but I see the same thing happening. They've got some yeah. good people, but even those people obviously are being influenced by certain things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so where does that leave you? And how the heck do you find the truth? And we kind of went over this before where it's a little murky now. And I guess there's no one way to, to find out what's going on. But that doesn't excuse you from trying. Right. And even now, as we approach November, 
and the politics involved. Um, yeah, I would say that we have a duty to jump back in and start fighting again. We, I don't know how yet, but we got to get back in there. If we leave without coming back, well, then they definitely won. You, and that now they yeah. won without a fight. You know, or, it's, it's kind of like, I mean, I know that, that he was mainly talking about bishops and, and ecclesiastics in the church, but Jesus's parable about uh, the watch, the city watchman, um, about the, you know, if the, if the watchman or, raises the alarm because he sees the enemy coming and nobody listens to him, then the city perishes, but it's not his fault. But if he doesn't raise the alarm, the city's still going to perish because of his neglect, but now it's his fault. Well, in America, we, the citizens, are the the watchmen yeah. of the city. Yeah. And so we've got to at least do our best. We have and when to... we see something, we've got to raise some kind of alarm at least. If nobody listens to us, all right, the country may still end up be, being destroyed. And by destroyed, I mean, you know, go the way of China or Venezuela or whatever. But it shouldn't be our fault that it happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, we Even if we're unsure... And we see things that we're like, well, wait a minute, this sounds like it could be true. And maybe sometimes you chase it down and it's not true. Sometimes you chase it down and it is true. Mm-hmm. Um, we we got to start looking into these things. We can't just ignore them. And we cannot ever again sit back and rely on the uh, 5 o'clock news. It just, that's got to be out. And yet we still have to pay attention. It's a hard time coming up on us i think and i think eventually we'll begin to find some kind of uh authority but yeah you know i I don't know i i mean i want to propose uh, in terms of okay whether or not your vote actually counts for anything um and and all of that stuff let's set that aside but i want to propose a heuristic for figuring out at least who to vote for and who to watch and who to be interested in and who to, to be ready to lend support for and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's this. If all of the, the regular outlets that you were talking about, the, the net, you know, broadcast networks, the CNN, MSNBC, um, along with, you know, the, you know, the, the, say the Twitters and the Facebooks and that kind of stuff. If there's a guy that they all sort of unanimously hate, yeah. He's the guy to vote for. Yeah. Now, I, okay, you got to be a little bit careful. He might be a guy who, you know, maybe is, even though they all unanimously hate him for some reason, maybe he's in favor of abortion. Okay, so you got to be, you got to at least check him out a little bit. But that's the thing. If, if they don't line up like that, then he's either one of them or he's, really a nobody who's not going to make any difference anyway for what we need because anybody who's going to be effective for us is going to draw a lot of attention people are going to call him bad names they're going to call him you know white supremacist they're going to call mm -hmm. him racist they're going to call him you know misogynist they're going to call him all kinds of things for example donald trump he was the most effective against them and uh at one time you saw the same kind of things being said about Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
So that's that's how to do it. If because I don't have time to research every yeah. thing that's going on. I don't have time to even do enough research to figure out who and what I should be researching. Yeah. But, you know, I I see headlines flash by. I hear, you know, people talk about CNN or or uh Facebook or whatever. I listen to a few choice podcasts and that kind of stuff. Um and if I sort of hear a buzz or sense a buzz about somebody, it's like, oh, okay, what's going on there? Everybody hates this guy. Wow, this guy must be something special. Maybe I ought to go support him. That's really the way Catholics ought to be working their political involvement right now. That is very true. Uh, for example, right now, and the opposite is true as well. Um, right now, it shouldn't be real hard to understand that we ought not to be involved at all in the Ukrainian-Russian war. Oh, conflict, right. America I mean, should be spending money, shouldn't be sending bombs, anything. The fact that they're putting up posters that say, we support Ukraine, ought to tell us something. Yeah. Uh, certainly enough to say, we don't support Ukraine. But if not support Russia, but at least just stay out of the dang thing, cause, yeah. just because of what we've just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is uh, that is a good way to understand these things. You know, the problem is, I, I even after what happened, I still don't. I still think there are a lot of people who haven't gotten it into their heads that CNN is going to lie, no matter what they're saying. They are lying, and they will lie. Purposely. Yeah. Knowingly. On purpose. They will make crap up. That's that's one of the things that people don't get. These news organizations, they make stuff up in order to sell a narrative, in order to support whatever trajectory they want America to be on. And you have a responsibility to not fall for that. I mean, if it's it's as obvious as it is now, it, it was so... It's so in your face. Well, why even turn it on, for yeah. heaven's sakes? Yeah. I mean, and, you know, the they think at their job, this, this is why they make stuff up, and they think nothing of making stuff up, because they think at their job to tell you not what is there, but rather to tell you what to think. This, this, I mean, going back to the 2020 election, I didn't sit and watch the election, but my son was watching it, and he would flip... You know, every time they got boring, he would flip to another station. Mm-hmm. And I forget whether this was, it might have been CBS, uh, or it might have been one of the non, you know, broadcasts, like, I don't know. Um, it, it wasn't CNN and it wasn't, um, it wasn't Fox News, of course, but it wasn't, it was one of these others. And the woman who was, you know, talking, the, the, uh, analyzer or whatever who was kind of covering the things and they were all sort of dismayed at how many votes trump was getting in various places and she literally said i don't understand how so many people can be voting for him when we told them what to think about him (laughs) literally now she didn't she used the words like well we told them that he was a white supremacist so why are they voting for him yeah 
It's like, literally, that came out of her mouth. Hey, we told people what to think about him. Why are they voting for him? How come How come people aren't just, you know, thinking the way we told them that they ought to think? Yeah, it's... And, and uh, this hmm. is the standard view of how things ought to work within the entire media organization of America. If there's nothing else that people listening to this podcast don't get, that's what they should walk away with is, and understand. Yeah. I'm trying to turn down my volume. Oh, because your phone volume or your computer? Hold on. Am I yelling too loud in your ear? The wrong button. No, this is the one. My headset volume, because I know that if my headset gets too loud and I lean into my microphone then uh, the microphone picks up my headset, which oh, creates an echo. Wanna... Right, okay. So uh, <laughs> so as I get excited, I'm bleeding. Yeah, <laughs> when I'm mowing the lawn, I've got it all the way up, and then when I right. want to talk, I need to turn it down. Um, yeah, it it's amazes me that, that people aren't, uh, there's still people who aren't, uh, I guess red pilled. I guess, I, I, yeah, I mean, true, I, true sheeple. If you want to think of it that way, they call it baked now and a couple other things. But um, you know, even like as this Ukrainian thing started heating up, um, you know, I have various friends who were fully on board with Trump, and I thought were what I would call red pilled, mm-hmm. and. And one of them was commenting to me how he was amazed how the libs finally understood that Putin was a bad guy. Oh. Because everybody suddenly came out against Russia and for Ukraine. I thought, whoa. Mm, that's not what you miss here. On. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you not see the. <laughs> Why did you suddenly think that the libs are going to be on our side about anything? Yeah. The, the and, libs. <laughs> First of all, they were calling Putin a bad guy for, you know, they made up the whole hoax that he was trying to get Trump elected back in 2016. Yeah. So they this were is after saying Putin was a bad guy. This is after uh, Hillary doing all kinds of underhanded stuff with him um, and, and Obama mm-hmm. to unarm America and build arms in Russia and to give them, remember the whole uh, uranium thing? that mm-hmm. uh, Hillary was involved in. I mean, you didn't hear anything about how bad Putin was then. Then he was bad because of Russia. And now this is something on a whole new level that, you know, he's he's attacking the, uh, he's attacking Ukraine and he's about to start World War Three and whatever. I don't um, know. You know, I still can't help feeling like a lot of this, this, you know, they're, they're like trying to, you know, there have been times, you know, when of periods of war in America where it was like America gets into the war and everybody's behind it and a sort of rah-rah rally around the flag and it boosts the president's and the president's party's popularity. Yeah. I, I wonder if this is some weird and and very poorly conceived attempt to cause that phenomenon for Biden and for the Democrats right now, because we've got these elections coming up in November where it looks like the Democrats are going to get, you know, trounced in a lot of places. Creamed, yeah. Um, 
I, you know, I mean, I thought about that, but I just... If it had happened 10 years ago, maybe, but... I sincerely like believe at now, this point because they, they have don't. other ways of controlling the vote. Yeah, I don't think they even think they need it. I don't think they even care about uh, Biden's rates, popularity. Ratings, popularity. Yeah. I it just <clears throat> who cares? We already we showed you we can do it. We're going to do it again. But uh, maybe, and maybe it's also a way to blame inflation and all the other problems that they're purposely causing on. You know, this war in Ukraine. Yeah. I mean, they're blaming the gas prices on the war in Ukraine, even though they were more than $3 a gallon when this whole damn thing started. I mean, (laughs) maybe that's the other thing is that all of the the havoc that Biden is causing. Yeah. Now they have they have something they can find some. Yeah. It's because of Ukraine. Whatever. But and and more is coming our way, which. You know, the other weird thing is that uh, Pope Francis has actually weighed in on this. Yeah. And Pope Francis seems to be on the Russian side. Huh. I had not heard that. I haven't heard anything that he actually he, said. He, he had said that NATO, with with them trying to get Ukraine in, were basically barking at Russia's door. Oh, okay. He, he, so he, he didn't... Was, He's like, it's not no, like he was justifying the attack, but... But, okay, right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So there's that. That's weird, because that, that was the weird. point in that one long letter that people people dispute whether he actually wrote it, but that one from uh, Vigano, where he weighed in on the yeah. the war, and he basically said the same thing. Vigano did? Yeah. I... Did not. Uh, That's weird to hear that France agrees with something that Vigano said. This is this is a you know a few months ago, uh, okay, a couple months ago when when well you know shortly after the the attack and and the war had started, uh, but then Vigano like released this I don't know eighteen page document or something or letter or something that he wrote. I, I forget how okay. many pages. Maybe it was longer. I don't know why either. I didn't read it or I don't remember it, but. Um... Yeah, it would be weird for uh, Vigano and Francis to agree on anything. Yeah. Um, but I, I, again, it could be that the Russian Orthodox Church is has gained an audience with the Pope, and oh. maybe maybe there's something in the works that we don't know about. Okay. Yeah. And he's just being diplomatic. <laughs> I don't know. I. Again, I think something none of us expected is going to happen in the East, in Eastern Europe. And Russia's just a huge part of it. And I, I don't know what that is, but the, the consecration that Pope Francis made, I think, is going to have a bigger role than anyone imagines at mm-hmm. this point. I guess we'll just have to wait to see. Um, but getting... I guess yeah. Back to the politics. Yeah, to the, the, it's like even now there are people who aren't getting it. Yeah. So I guess the big point here is number one for people who felt like I did. Hey, it's time to climb back in. We can't just ignore politics forever. Make it local if you want, but we have to. We have to get back in the game, um, as you said, especially in a country like America. Um, and number two, 
nobody can go back to where we were thinking that you know, it's time to, if you're not red-pilled, you need to be red-pilled. It's time to stop paying attention to the mainstream media. Just, just cut them off. Don't let or, them have access to your brain. Or keep a sort of vague finger on the buzz and use them as a counter indicator of what you should be doing and thinking. Yeah. At least pay attention to the things that the quote crazies are saying. You know? Yeah. I mean, if it's not going to hurt to hear them out. I know one thing. If you listen to CNN talk about Alex Jones, and then you go listen to Alex Jones, you're going to get two different things. It's not the yeah, exactly. That's that you can't that, tell what. That's that, the big thing. That should be enough to at least make you say, "Wait a minute!" If the mainstream again, it's like I said, if they're attacking somebody, go check them out. There's got to be something here. There's got to be something that you ought to pay attention to, no matter what that is. And I, I've seen Alex Jones uh, talk on subjects that, you know, I, things that I know he's wrong about. Mm-hmm. Um, when he talks about, I don't know, he had, you know what, I'm not going to get into it because uh, it doesn't matter. But certain things that I know are technically he doesn't seem to understand. Oh, okay. About things like, say, um, technology, whatever. Mm-hmm about 5G, um, chemtrails, you know? Right. So, um, yeah, that's there, which means I have to watch what he says and not just jump in wholeheartedly. At the same time, wow, has he been right about a lot of things. And he does have access to certain people and certain things that I don't have access to. And he doesn't seem to be afraid to talk about it even if it sounds fantastic. You know, if the, if, if someone in CNN got wind of a conspiracy that sounded crazy, they wouldn't report it. Alex Jones would. Yeah. So while Alex Jones might not be right about everything, I just haven't heard anything that would indicate he lies about anything. Oh, right. Right. He doesn't make stuff up. In, in any case, yeah. he, he, sometimes I mean, he's he, just wrong, but he, he, you know, he hears things that are incorrect sometimes, reports them as he hears them, sometimes is wrong, but he doesn't yeah. make stuff up the way CNN does. Yeah. And we're all wrong sometimes. CNN is wrong sometimes, but some, most of the time they're wrong on purpose. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather trust an honest idiot than, um, than an evil clever, idiot because clever, the guy's, yeah, a clever liar. Yeah, but they're not even clever anymore. Well, that's, they're not clever they're, anymore. They're just spouting just, stupidities. <laughs> I mean, you really got to be stupid to watch these people and take yeah. any interest in what they're saying. It's just dumb. Uh, I don't have a whole lot more to say. Yep, I you know that it's I I never quite lost my interest in politics, um, and. But I understand, you know, kind of where you're coming from. But yeah. yeah, I think I think Catholics have to stay in the game. I think we have a moral responsibility to do that. And I think the nature of how you figure out your direction in the game has fundamentally changed. Yeah. Espe- and, you know, I think it's one of those things that was sort of there in in uh the undercurrents 
even back mm-hmm. in the days of Ronald Reagan, maybe. Um, but yeah, even uh, Chesterton wrote about politics and said something to the effect that it's interesting the way a game might be interesting, but it's less interesting when you realize that uh, both teams are the same team. <laughs> I I can't remember how he put Something it, but he indicated that maybe right. maybe both sides are really the same side. Yeah, and I guess really that's what uh, the book, uh, the man who was Thursday. I it think was that's kind what of about that, that yeah. book was all about. Yeah, uh, there's no two sides really, but even then, um, yeah, I we have we're part of the public life, and we have to be part of the public life. Mm-hmm. If if nothing else, than to cause politicians to put on airs and to even look like they're attempting to be good people. Yeah. You know? To, to serve the public thing. When public. evil doesn't have to hide anymore, everything gets worse. And so and evil should at least now. have to hide. Yeah. That's and what's happening you know, right now. Yeah. With these, these abortion crazies going around desecrating churches, stealing tabernacles. And, and stealing the Eucharist out of them and stuff like that. Um, and with the horrible ought, shape of our country, it's... Yeah. With with them not even hiding the fact that they're uh, sending all the baby formula to the border instead of allowing... And, and shutting down uh, formula um, factories on purpose to create a shortage. They don't even care anymore if we know. Yeah. They're not even hiding it. They'll deny it, but they're not hiding it. But they're it. not hiding it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, everybody knows we'll, we'll, we'll give the standard, um, you know, roll out the standard line. Yeah. This but is we're not going to hide behind it. We're not going to bother to cover it up. Right. They're not even covering it, it. This is really bad. I don't know where it's going, but it ain't good. All right. I guess we should talk about the news. Yeah. Okay, lately I've been news. Yeah, we talked about a little bit of news and late usually I bring up the whole Russia thing and I do a, a spin on the uh, a little section about Russia and then get to other news. I'm not necessarily going to do that this time, but I just want to point out that there's all these conflicts and within the last week I've seen news about all these conflicts that are happening, most of, most of them people don't even know about. There's the Israeli-Palestinian conflict still going on. Yeah. Um, there's an insurgency in the, I don't even know how to say it, Maghreb. It's uh, an Islamist insurgency in the northeast uh, regions of Africa. Oh, okay. Um, that go back to the Algerian Civil War of 2002. But these are uh, Islamist groups that are fighting for power in various territories all through northern Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's there's a lot of groups, I think, and it's it's pretty bad. There's a Somali civil war again. I was going to say, kind of like Somalia used to be. Yeah, well, we're back <laughs> there. Back and at it. Biden is uh, going to be deploying troops there. Oh. After Trump took them all out, yeah. Oh my God, this is okay. this is terrible. Wow. There's an insurgency in Pakistan. I'm not even gonna try to say that word. Yeah, they come with all these words, and it's like 
they give you the spelling and you look at it and you're like, well, I can't say that. It's impossible to put those consonants together. Why do they do that? If it's not an English word, then give it an English spelling so at least we can say the dang thing. Maybe that's how they talk. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. Kiev and there's a lot of Russian words that are, well, Vladimir. Yeah. Vladimir doesn't sound, VL, I don't know. Uh, Boko Haram insurgency. Oh. I don't even know where that is. Again, huh? Uh, that's a group, right? S- s- I don't know. I, I thought Boko I, Haram was a, uh, Islamist group. Hold on just a minute. Uh, Boko Haram, officially known as Jama'at al As, uh, long, uh, terrorist, it's a, yeah. a terrorist organization based in northeastern Nigeria. Okay, Nigeria. Uh, yeah, another part of Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, Sinai. Sin- I don't know if it's Sinai or it's S I N A I, which is how we spell uh, Egypt. Sinai, like Mount okay. Sinai. North Sinai, Egypt. Uh, there's some. There's an insurgency there. There's a Kurdish-Turkish conflict. Oh. Uh, between uh, there are Kurdish insurgent groups who want separation from Turkey and to create, uh, you know, mm-hmm. autonomous zones or even their own countries. Their own country or whatever. Okay. Uh, Syrian civil war, uh, which has somehow Israel's involved in that. And there are various others. These are just a There's few a of the headlines of- that I saw this week. There's a lot of little... Oh, there's something in Ethiopia too, isn't there? Yes, there is. Um... I see. Here's the problem: America's got its foot in a lot of these, in various ways, um, and I'm starting to think that it's not America, but the international banking system that is causing a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. I again, there's so much out there, and it's so hard to find real information on it. Just. On the big one that everybody's focused on in Russia and Ukraine, we know for a fact that we don't know what's going on. Yeah. We know that the we people know we're who being are reporting are lying. So all these other smaller uh, conflicts, how do we know what's going on in any of them either? Mm-hmm. It's impossible. All I know is that there's a lot of dang war out there. It just hasn't hit American shores yet. And... It just seems like this is building to something. Seems like it's got to be, but who knows? And it's kind of uh, weird. I'm mean, kind of remind you of the quote in the gospel. Jesus said, "You'll hear of wars and rumors of wars." Wars and rumors of wars. Yeah, we hear rumors. Kind of even fits though, it, doesn't it? Like there's all these rumors yeah. about wars, and you don't know whether to believe them or not. Yeah, it's insane. Um, in Russia, the ruble approaches a five-year high against the euro to become the world's best-performing currency so far this year. Hmm. Um, again, as I said from the start, they thought isolating Russia and cutting them it's off from them. the world banking system was going to hurt them. Nope. It didn't. It freed them. Yeah. Hey, uh, the United States, take a lesson. <laughs> now, I have this news item, which I have... Come on, stop it. I hate it when... My mouse doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Oh. I have to move this because um, 
It's grouped with other stuff. Uh, Calf Canyon, Hermit's Peak Fire in New Mexico. So pretty big section of New Mexico, 300,000 acres uh, is on fire. The largest wildfire in New Mexico's history. Wow. Uh, we we see is some this... wildfires there, but nothing like California. This is big for New Mexico. Yeah. Okay. How populated is it? I mean, does it I give any idea? I don't see anything number of people in danger or anything like the that. Population. Hold on. Let's see if I can find a map. Charred more than 217 square miles. Um, so it has destroyed, as of the reading of this specific news story from NPR, it has destroyed 172 homes and at least 116 structures. Okay. Uh, so it's hitting people. Yeah, it's, it's dangerous. And I'm not sure why it's ha- see this stuff happens in California and we know why it's happening in California because California won't manage first of forests. all they don't manage their forests second of all they don't aside from things like burns and stuff like that they don't section their timber areas oh right. you know <clears throat> you cut timber first of all to use the wood second of all to section off giant portions of wooded areas so that a wildfire won't spread between them and they don't do that um that doesn't happen as much in states where they do logging but there's not a lot of i don't think there's a whole lot of forest land in new mexico i guess there's some but i I mean there's a lot more desert there fire yeah yeah uh let's see a report by the u.s department of interior identifies 53 burial sites of Native American children near schools where historically uh, young Indian children were forcibly sent to assimilate. Okay, so, so the, I, the, I, what we're supposed to take from this is that there were schools that children were sent to forcibly... The children yeah. didn't thrive, got sick or whatever. They died, and these are their burial sites. Right. Around 53 different sites, 500 children were... Uh, I don't know why they've decided to identify the sites and then what? Just start digging up kids? I don't know if this is... If there's a reason for doing... Usually, I mean, if there's it was some like kind a, of construction... Yeah. And they find a site and they say, hey, look what this is. Yeah. But this is different because this is like, I don't know, it's a study or a report by the U.S. Department of Interior. They're like driving around trying to find the sites. I don't know what the point here is. Hmm. What they hope to have happen because of this. I have a feeling it's got money involved, but oh, we'll see. That could be. Uh, tentative measure uh, settlement of... $997 million is reached with the families of victims and survivors of the condo collapse in Florida. I think that was like two years ago. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah, I do remember. Do you remember the one of the um, conspiracy theories surrounding that was that the head of what's the internet um, or the computer security program mc something McMillan. oh mcafee mcafee the the head of mcafee lived in that oh i didn't uh i never heard that one 
I don't remember a story and about that. And he supposedly had a whole bunch of really bad stuff on uh, the Clintons and a lot of other people. And oh. had told he had told people he had a kill switch. And then suddenly he He's supposedly dead. died in this car. Huh. I never looked into it. Well, you know what? I guess I've, I should I've I should look into it before I go of, talking about it. Like, yeah, I mean, no, but but I mean, if it's a rumor, it's a rumor. We're only reporting it as a rumor, or, or talking about it as a rumor. Yeah. But um, but no, what I can say is that I have noticed because you know it used to be like every time you installed something, would you like to also install McAfee? Oh yeah, it's terrible. That has disappeared. It invaded everything. Yeah, that's true. But uh, he his claim. Was that he had collected as an internet or as a as a computer security company? Mm -hmm. His company and him specifically had collected a whole lot of bad stuff about some really high placed people, and had said that he was going to leak it out eventually, but also said to people, "Look, I will never commit suicide." Right. And then he died in a condo, or. Maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it's that his kill switch was supposedly in the condo. Like maybe, oh, maybe he, his okay. family was he there. He had a kill switch. It was to something like in case he died, but they somebody traced it to the yeah. condo, and maybe that. Okay, yeah. He has a connection to the condo. That's all I remember. I don't remember exactly. I might look that up and do, do more on that. Um, six people are injured in a mass stabbing in Germany. Did I? Did I say that last week? I don't think you talked about it last week. What, okay. What's the The venue? cops uh, arrested an Iraqi man and is investigating this. whether or not it's a terrorist attack. How do you... I mean, that doesn't make any sense. A guy ran and stabbed six people and they arrested him and they're trying to figure out whether or not it's terrorism. Well, I don't think you have to really investigate to figure that out. No, I don't. I don't know because terrorism. I mean, I mean, think about. Okay, I, I guess stabbing people, you know, could cause a certain amount of terror. But the idea of terrorism is is that it's supposed to create a sense that you can never be safe. You have no idea yeah. if a bomb's going to blow. That's why bombs are the the choice weapons of terrorists. Um, yeah, stabbing that that seems odd for terrorism to me. It does seem odd, but I know that a lot of uh, the Muslim commands are that since we can't get guns or bombs anymore, use a knife and do it however you can do it. Really? Okay. I mean, I'd buy that. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk has temporarily suspended his $44 billion takeover deal with Twitter. Uh, what's going on oh. is that he's uh, he's saying that He's trying to investigate how much of the, how many of the accounts are actually bots. Oh, see the he company. Does, he doesn't is think it's saying, worth that much money if if seventy percent of the accounts are just bots. Yeah, and, and they're saying to me. they're saying less than five percent of oh, their base. I don't buy that for a He's second. He's starting to. No, I never thought that. I, think I it's myself, at least went, I went online and bought. I bought twenty thousand uh, followers for like like. It was like ten bucks. It was real cheap. <laughs> you, you could buy, buy followers follow on Twitter. Twitter. I didn't know yeah, that. I was just curious well, about it. I was like, bots. "Is this real?" Yeah, I was just curious. I I wanted huh. to see how real you it seemed, yeah, that's and weird. I would look at the users who were following us 
there's tw- suddenly 20,000 of them. And, you know, they had some real ones. They had ones that looked real and ones that didn't look real. Uh-huh. Put it that way. Okay. It was hard to tell. I don't know if the real ones are really real. <clears throat> right. I would say probably they were all bots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, how, how else would that work? I mean, have you ever been offered by Twitter to say, hey, we would like to sell you as a follower to somebody. Sign up here. And, and no. then your name will be... So how could it not be just bots? Right. So maybe maybe they're a lot smaller than they claim to be. And mm-hmm. here's the thing. If that's the case, uh, Twitter's going to end up getting their pants suit off. That's true. How many advertisers did they tell... Look, we'll, we'll show your ad to 5 million people, and really they only t- showed it to 5,000. Yeah, the rest of them were all bots. That's a lot of money. Uh, yeah, Elon yeah. Musk, my, must he might be onto some real stuff it here. Might, maybe that was his whole point from the start, just to show how bad this company mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. and how fake they are. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, let's see. So, the a subsidiary of... The Russian energy company has suspended deliveries of electricity to Finland. Um, this is back in the Finland joining NATO thing. Right? Yeah, okay. in retaliation of Finland joining NATO. Uh, so during this week, the Prime Minister of Britain uh, signed security agreements with Sweden and Britain or Finland pledging military assistance to both of those countries if they should ever come under attack. That's not the same as joining NATO, but it is an alliance with Great Britain. Then Sweden's governing body approves of the country joining NATO. Uh, The official government decision is expected to come a few days later. A few days later, they do decide, yes, we are going to uh, try to join NATO Turkey is saying they will oppose this. Turkey? Uh, they are asserting that both countries, Sweden and Finland, are guest houses for terrorist organizations. That could be true. A lot of people hide their money in places like Sweden. Well, there could Turkey be a lot of dirty money. has cause to... Uh, they have standing to object because Turkey's part of NATO. Yeah. So that, I mean, okay. And, of course, um, and then finally, Finland and Sweden both formally apply. They have applied now to join NATO. Mm -hmm. Um, And in response, Vladimir Putin says that uh, Russia will react to the expansion of military infrastructure by NATO, saying that problems are being created for no reason at all. We shall react accordingly. Now, that's one of these things. Okay, Finland and Sweden, these are not countries that you think of as being, let's say, having a a threatening posture towards Russia. Yeah. So, Putin obviously is acting in a position of, wait a minute, you're, by joining NATO, you're making it more difficult for me to act in a military way in other areas of Europe because now there are more countries with with NATO resources yeah. close at hand. And so he's not act he he clearly doesn't think of this as some kind of NATO aggression. 
he's just thinking of this as NATO putting a limitation on his ability to be aggressive. Could be, but okay. Consider Unlike, this, for example, also... Ukraine, which would put us in his backyard if Ukraine joined NATO. Yeah, but what if it has something to do with money? Well, yeah, it could have something to do with money. Have because if, to do with if military, yeah, if Finland and Sweden have a lot of Russian money in their banks and they join NATO and then they abide by the um, sanctions. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. And suddenly take all of Russia's money. Yeah. It could be something like that. Or not even Russia's money, but the various oligarchs in Russia might have their money in, in these various countries. banks. Right. Could be something like that. Huh? I don't know. Could be. I don't know, but... Putin's really upset about it, so we'll see what happens. And Turkey apparently is on Putin's side on that. Um, Well, actually, he's not. They're not on on Russia's side. side. They for they just have a problem with our objective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Several anti-government demonstrations occur in Iran, and in those cities where they occur, uh, the internet gets shut down. So every time people demonstrate or protest the government, the internet gets shut down. Um, there's a couple. That's what the liberals want to do in America. Yeah, they do. Ten people are killed and three others injured after a gunman opens fire in a Tops Friendly Markets supermarket in Buffalo, New York. Um, Tops, friend- co- Tops Friendly Markets supermarket. I guess maybe. This is kind of a, a black area because they're calling the shooter a white supremacist, but he's been taken into custody, so he didn't commit suicide. Um, yeah, okay. Okay, I'm and still And then not, there's another... Hold on, you said Topps Friendly Markets Supermarket? In Buffalo, New York, yeah. Is Topps like the name of the market, like T-O-P-P-S? T-O-P-S. T-O-P-S. Is the first word... In the Tops Friendly Markets. Okay, so like the their name, name the is Tops Friendly Market, and they are a supermarket. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was having trouble parsing the words. It's like. Yeah, I know. It's hard to say. <laughs> way, even if you're reading it. Like, okay, got it. I. But it's in a it's a predominantly what black neighborhood. It. That's the way they're making it sound in this report. Okay. Or that it's a predominantly black um, shoppers, mm-hmm. I, I guess. Right. But um, I don't know. Here's the thing. Right after the election, do you remember everybody kept saying their their biggest concern now is white supremacists? Suddenly white supremacists were going to go on shooting sprees all over America. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I remember. And um, here's the thing. I think, and, and we already know that the FBI and various organizations within the government are trying to get not just white supremacists, but anyone with a right-leaning attitude to take um, extreme terrorist-type steps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. steps. Yeah. Uh, with I mean, the, whole, the whole... The Governor Whitmer you, thing the governor. was entirely an FBI yeah. set up. I think a lot of January 6th was a lot of you know, uh, planted 
agents provocateur saying, hey, let's go in here, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but we know that they do that. They do it regularly. It's a standard operating procedure. And it's almost at the point where anything you, anytime you hear about right wing this or that, it's probably at some government prompting. I'm starting to think that. Yeah. Because I, I think I just, that wholly right now. Especially when they say white supremacists. Because here's the mm-hmm. thing. That's um, what I mean. White supremacists are not right-leaning. They just aren't. No. They tend to be left-leaning in terms of so, government. Yeah. They believe in big government. Strong they government, don't believe in... They want totalitarianism. Yeah, they, they, they want authoritarianism. Dictatorships. They tend so to anytime I see something like this, I just happen. I just have to think this is an S- FBI. You know, I don't know. It's another not, F- yeah, another FBI uh, operation. Not necessarily false flag, just something that they encouraged mm-hmm. and allowed to happen, so that they can talk about this enemy that doesn't really exist. Because I don't think there are a whole lot of white supremacists out there. I don't know any. Yeah. So. Where are they all? If it's such a problem, where are they? Because I've never met one. Well, I'm sure I've met one, but um, there's another uh, thing in at a church in Laguana Woods, California. Uh, let's see, one person is killed and five others injured. But this this seems like an Asian thing. I th- I think the guy who did the shooting was Asian. Okay, I think he was Chinese. But I I don't know about that one. There, nobody's really saying why he did it. I think he might have had a problem with the church itself. Um, okay, so Georgia. Mm-hmm. There's, I guess, there's South Ossetian. I don't know how to say this. South Ossetian and North Ossetian. O-S-S-E-T-I-A-N. Okay, yeah. So, sounds good to me. Ossetian. <laughs> Ossetian? Okay. Ossetian? Um, I don't know. He's... He's announced he's the outgoing president of South Ossetian, Ossetia. I guess it would be Ossetia because it's an Ossetian president. Oh, okay. okay. So South Ossetia um, announces the president, ex-president of South Ossetia announces that they're talking about joining Russia. Oh, okay. Rejoining Russia. Yeah. I guess would be a better way now, the North is already kind of part of Russia, but now the South is part talking about also doing this as well. Huh. So, um, I don't know. Again, so are, are, Russia is... Are these going to be, like, is this, if, it, if, if this happens, is this going to be like, like an annexing where they're simply part of Russia? Is it, or is it going to be more like the... Um, Soviet Union satellite republics kind of model. This would be an annexation of South. Okay, Russia. it would actually be become part of the country of Russia. Yeah. Okay. And North North Ossetia is, is already Russian. Okay. South Ossetia is partially recognized as a Russian occupied separatist state. Oh, okay internationally recognized as part of Georgia. And they're thinking of giving up their Russian separatism. Yeah. Or... or So... And then North Ossetia... Uh, where's North Ossetia? I think North Ossetia is actually part of Russia. Okay. So, I don't know. 
it's interesting that there are other countries saying, you know what, we want to join Let's Russia. become part of Russia, yeah. While they're denying that that is happening in Ukraine, mm-hmm. but I know that this is happening well, in Ukraine. There are people there are in Ukraine significant who want to be part of Russia. Who want that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Venezuela announces it will sell 5 to 10% shares in state-owned companies to private investors in order to help fund state enterprises. Because <laughs> they're out of money because they're socialists. Yeah. Well. Why would you buy that, an investment in that? Because you'd be dumb, except for the fact that, guess what? Biden is re-examining the sanctions we had on Venezuela and talking about buying oil from Venezuela. Of course he is. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have a feeling that certain people will invest in Venezuelan oil and suddenly be rich. Yeah, because they're going to be able to sell to the United States. And I'll bet that won't do anything for gas prices. (laughs) No, the gas prices will still be high because Biden's going to keep printing money. Yeah. Uh, India bans wheat exports uh, after a heat wave causes yields to be lower than expected. Oh, so they uh, need to keep it internal. That makes yeah, sense. I know. I mean, maybe bad for the rest sense, of the world, but it makes sense. But I just, I just, I'm believing a lot of this stuff less and less. You remember... Well, like there was even a shortage? Yeah, I have to wonder about all of this stuff. Remember back... Um, over a year ago, I started saying that, hey, we had the shutdown in America, and Americans didn't really feel it other than a panic over toilet paper. <laughs> but we're still, there's still something headed our way. We're still, still going to experience weird shortages in various industries because of the original lockdown. We just don't know what that is yet. Oh, right. Um, right. And I've been saying that's coming. Well, now it's obvious that it's coming, but at this point, it's being helped along. I mean, the government is shutting down places, Mm -hmm. and there are giant food processing plants. Yeah, like baby formula. And there are food processing plants that are being burned down, and Bill Gates is buying all the farmland and refusing to farm. All these things combined spells real trouble headed our way, and... And it's most of it's on purpose. Okay, great. So I, I mean, originally I so said we're going to get ex- somehow be part this of could that. be part of that. Yeah, this, yeah. I don't. You know, I I've never really looked heavily into India. You, you said India, right? Yeah, and, and its politics and its leanings and that kind of thing. So I I don't know. I if there do really know is a shortage, if, then the action makes sense. Let's not export our food that we need for our people. Right. It Weren't they one of the ones who started using uh, one of the drugs that actually did fight COVID really well? Oh. And they almost eliminated death, COVID death mm-hmm. in the country. They, I don't Because they put I'd, poor people on like it because it was cheap. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Okay. Voters in Switzerland approved three measures in a referendum. Uh, One of them will require streaming services to invest 4% of their revenue into domestic filmmaking. Now, that's just dumb. Huh. 
So it's like, okay, so um, what, what does that mean, though? So s- s- streaming services I, I don't know. in Sweden, does that mean if your headquarters in I guess like ISPs, ISPs? Yeah, but they're not streaming. Would have I'm thinking to, like Amazon Prime. Oh, like like network, Netflix or Netflix, or right. But but how okay. does that work if, if your headquarters is not in Sweden? It's like, okay, that, you have the service and Sweden oh, I citizens... See. Sign up. So they want to say, our citizens are watching your shows. You have to do some of those shows here in Switzerland. So, I mean, how do you enforce something? That's completely stupid. I don't know. That's What do you say? You can't stream If I'm a Swedish citizen, it's like, oh, Sweden has shut down access to Netflix. All right, I'm going to go through a VPN then. Yeah. So what? That that is so stupid that the countries would even... You know, I understand the you know what's behind it but it's just so both technologically and economically wrong-headed yeah and this is what happens it's not going to do what they think it's going to do when politics presumes to interact with technology this is the kind of crap that See, happens these are the kinds of things where it's like probably some switzerland film makers want money and they're not getting it because they don't make they don't very do good, good films shows and they found a way to force it from the from the government yeah. or from using the government. Um, one of the other ones is to allow the government to increase the Swiss contribution to Frontex, the European border agency. So I, I don't. I guess increase the contribution to the border agency. So is the border I guess agency this is to like monitoring keep um, internet border immigrants or something? Maybe. I guess that's what it is. I wonder if they're gonna like uh, disallow Switzerland VPN. has a serious problem too, I think, with with uh, Muslims coming in. Oh okay. Yeah. Um and then one of the final things is so they have like an organ donation system and in order to get organ from a body, it had to be explicitly spelled out, I guess, in, in some kind of like a driver's license or something like ours is. Um, but now it has changed to presumed consent. Oh, so that's dangerous. If the driver's license doesn't say anything, they can go ahead and steal the organs. Wow. That's dangerous. There's going to be some people dying that don't need to die from something like that. Yeah. Especially in prison systems mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah. that. Poor poor neighborhoods that's that's, that, that's where you're going to start getting i mean that's inviting doctors or hospital administrators to kind of make making those those human um yeah. valuation judgments all he's he's a less valuable human let's go he's ahead basically and dead declare him dead let's yeah. take his organs yeah Did you ever a see, ton of money in um, that stuff a movie with i think i think it had gene hackman and hugh grant called uh, ex- I think it was Extreme Measures or something like that. No, it 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 kind of treated a little bit of this kind of topic of of you know the value of of one human life for you know relative to what right. it could provide to another human and that kind of thing. Uh, it was a pretty good movie. A little bit of a mystery sort of genre. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'll. I'll Send it to you, and and um, we can even, you know, put it on our uh, our notes for the podcast. But I, I want to make sure that I've got yeah. the title right. Okay, I wrote a novel 
dealing with the organ donation system. Um, Which one was that? I never published it. I have it, and I started going through editing it, and I guess, I, I don't know what happened. I was... I was unhappy with because I also dove delve into uh, uh, drug addiction and things like that, and I wasn't happy with the way I had talked about it. Oh. So I started editing it, and then I quit, and then it's sitting there on my hard drive now. <laughs> but it's like a 120,000 word novel. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I should jump back on that and get it get it out Kinda there cleaned up least. and put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. So there's monkey pox. Have you heard about the monkey pox? No, that's no. Four cases. Uh, well, you know, I, as I'm going through, I'm seeing, I go through the news, uh, in, in a timeline. At first it says four cases are reported by UK health security agency. Then Portugal confirms its first five cases. Spain says it is monitoring eight potential monkey pox cases. And the U.S. confirms its first monkeypox case in Massachusetts. So is this the new COVID, by which I mean... I think it the, is. The new invented virus to try to yeah, I, scare everybody into control? I think it is. Monkeypox? What are the symptoms? What What is monkeypox? Is it like chickenpox, smallpox? I, um, it includes... Uh, Orthopo- orthopox viruses that includes uh, variola, cowpox, and vicinia viruses. Okay. But it is not a direct ancestor to or descendant of the variola virus, which causes smallpox. smallpox. Okay. Because we've eliminated it smallpox. It causes a disease that is similar to, call bo- similar to smallpox. But with a milder rash and a lower death rate. Okay, so it's smallpox uh, light. Yeah, but I guarantee That's you this is going to be still scary, and the yeah. fact that governments would allow it to be created, and I, I, you know, it's like it used to be a rumor, uh, a conspiracy theory that that COVID was laboratory created. Well, now everybody knows. Yeah, I, I yeah. think we should just go straight to that assumption with this one. I like, okay. get into like, anything, yeah. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> it's scary because uh, because of how quickly everybody fell under the spell of fear because of That's COVID, the thing. and now it's, like- it's not going to be something where you experience a cold. Now you're going to get sores, mm-hmm. and everybody's going to be able it's to see be it physical, and everybody's going to be scared of yeah. you, and. This could be much worse than COVID. In terms of shutdowns and, and, and restrictions yeah. and, and people's reaction to it and that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing. It, it's Even back in COVID, I mean, my wife would comment, like, all the people that she knows personally that are, like, deathly afraid of COVID are people who are non-religious. They, they don't yeah. have that Christian understanding of death that allows them to say, oh, okay, well, yeah, some people are dying. It's a real thing, uh, but you can't stop living life because of it. And you certainly can't stop, you know, being charitable and <laughs> that kind of stuff right. because of it. Right. It was a, it was a terrible thing that happened. And 
you and I fought it the whole time and never once fell for any of the the crap they were trying to pass off as as hype. Yeah. You know. Uh, but this but, this could be another wave of that, and and yeah, I think I think in terms it could of be its worse. social effects, it could be much worse than COVID. Yeah, uh, and I'm telling you right now, if it's a small version of, if it's less deadly than smallpox, uh, we know enough about diseases now to be able to deal with a virus, even if you already have other other problems, to be able to live through this stuff generally. And watch, there's going to be some guy who's going to say, hey, this man, I'll tell you what to do. Watch out for the guy who claims, the doctor who claims this medicine is what will help you live through smallpox. Mm -hmm. And the second he does that, he will be demonized and that medicine will be outlawed. So if it's not prescription and somebody says, hey, this helps, buy a bunch of it. Get a hold of a bunch of it because it's going to be outlawed. Yeah. Because the ultimate goal here is to have a, a uh, vaccine that they can force everybody to get and throw you in jail if you don't get it or if you get monkeypox. Right. I think that's going to... That's my prediction. You know what? And <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how it pans out in terms of like distribution of death rate, you know, through uh-huh. like age and stuff like that but I just grabbed right. you know just quickly on Google wanted to find out what the death the mortality rate of smallpox is um, and the the common smallpox variola major had a mortality rate of 30% that's one in three people practically yeah much higher than that's COVID a lot. so yeah I mean yeah. If, if they're looking for a way to okay COVID didn't work we didn't make people afraid enough. Uh, I mean, if it's smallpox light, and let's say it's 10%, 1 in 10 people th- that's throughout all demographics, that's a huge amount. Now, it doesn't justify uh, totalitarianism. No. Uh, what it does is justify a lot of people becoming very angry at their governments. Because this will have been another laboratory-created virus. Yeah. And I think that should be our starting position uh, with this one. Uh, we'll have to see how it goes. It's in the earliest yeah. stages. You said, what, four cases in, in the UK, uh, five in, what, Portugal? Portugal. Eight, eight yeah. in Spain. And then and eight then, in Spain. And then one now and in the United one States. one in the U.S. And a, from a man who recently came from Canada. Oh, okay. So we know that he picked it up in Canada so somewhere. They're suggesting that they he must have got it in Canada. Canada. So, you know what yeah. this is going to be? I wonder if this. Let's forget about lockdowns and that kind of stuff, and and even vaccines and all that crap. Is this going to be the thing that gets everybody to buy into the right of the government to track our location for things like contact tracing? Yeah. Like basically ordering everybody by mm-hmm. by order of the government to carry a cell phone with its location tracker on, and in, in in before they tried to create all of these things together: the vaccine, the vaccine passes, the health mm-hmm. passes, the phone tracking, the social distancing. Maybe this is just going to be one component, mm-hmm. like this component. This time we're going to uh, do social distancing. The next one. We'll do tracking or something yeah, like that. That could be. Yeah, that could be. 
Here's the thing. It's like people that, oh, you guys are a bunch of conspiracy kooks thinking stuff like that. Well, here's the thing. Well, they did it. We thought of this stuff in five minutes of just like you reading the news article. Yeah. Does anybody really believe that there are not people already thinking this stuff like 500 steps ahead of you and me? Yeah. People who are actually in power in various government positions. There's no way that this isn't already part of somebody's thought process who's in power. If you don't believe that, at this point I'd say there's something wrong with you. Yeah. You deserve to die from monkeypox. Because <laughs> this is what's coming. I mean, yeah, that that's... And, I mean, anybody who thinks that, that a government, and I'm just going to say it generically, a government, has scruples with regards to stuff like this, uh, come on. You know, I mean... It's time to wake up. The, the greatest government in the world, the United States has already shown that it doesn't have scruples. And I'm not talking about yeah. 2020. I'm talking about 20th century stuff back in the 1900s. I mean, the LSD studies yeah. and and the forced uh, sterilizations and stuff like that. Right. Um, that's all my news. That's all your news. Time for my news. Hey, wait a minute. The one thing I wanted to bring up, because I thought we did... I, I, I found out about it later... And then I was surprised that we hadn't talked about it. And I'm even questioning my memory now. Did we talk about the arrest of Cardinal Zen? Yeah, and then but the but he's been let go. Oh, has he been let go now? Apparently he had been let go after before okay. He was arrested and then he was let go, but I didn't know he had been let go. Okay. And then we talked about it briefly. Well, we did talk about um, it. Okay. Such a yeah, in those days. Okay. Yeah, we did talk about okay. it, and it's a terrible thing. Even though they let him go, it's still a terrible thing because the um, the Vatican really did nothing. For That's him. what I was going to say. The most terrible thing about it is that Pope Francis didn't step in. Yeah, they they commented on what was it they they did comment on him being let go. So okay. Um, <laughs> But not on his being arrested let's, and how bad that was. Yeah, let's find out what the Vatican says. I can't find, All but right. it, it was a pathetic yeah, uh, some kind of, response okay. from the Holy what we, See. What we would expect. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, by the way, I just found out uh, this past week that, you know, Father Hollowell... Um, who has been on the Taylor Marshall show a couple? Of, have you been continuing to listen to Taylor Marshall? I I do if his um, if his headline if his title is uh, convinces me that it'll be interesting. Oh, okay. I see. I don't look at titles. I just let my podcast addict app um, well, line I'll, them up and and I listen yeah, to what's next. Um, it lines them up for me, but if I see one and either. The first five minutes doesn't capture oh, my attention, right. or it looks boring. I'll click on it and say, "Mark is okay, red." I see. So I do listen to most of his. So Father Hollowell has been on his show a few times, and apparently Father Hollowell gave first communion to Taylor Marshall's son in the crypt of Jesus. Oh, cool wow. thing! 
Father Hollowell yeah. is the priest who's marrying my son Jake in two weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll do it. Actually, in a, a week and a half. <laughs> it's a lot closer than I think. You know, it's kind of funny. His his fiance Grace was over at my house, and and she was just talking about you know her kind of like this constantly cramped stomach from nerves and stuff. You know, because yeah. of everything coming up. And I said, yeah. And she said, what it was is that it's like the last time she thought about how soon it was going to be. It was six months, and then. And then the next time she thought about it, it's two weeks away. Two and weeks I away. said, yeah. yeah, and you know, and I'm sure I didn't help her nerves at all. I said, it's kind of, you know, it's one of those things you can't undo it. It's kind of like stepping off of a cliff. Once you've done it, you can't undo it. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, fun stuff. All right. So, uh, okay. Some news from the... So, um, you remember when we... We talked about that the British thing where people had put like a urinal in their kitchen. And I mentioned a dream that I had once had. You know how they have those yeah. dreams where you have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And and I was going in this this like uh you know, the a like a pickle uh what do they call them? The cabbage I thought it yeah, was. Yeah, but it was filled with lettuce and, and it's like but but lettuce. I was going only on one side so that people could still use lettuce from the other side. And, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's gross. <laughs> apparently, the police have caught a video of an uh, Arby's manager, um, and he confessed to doing it, uh, peeing into a milkshake mix. Oh my gosh! That's terrible. To think if that had actually you know, gone out, never get a, I'm never going to eat a, have a milkshake again that I haven't made myself. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I could. Yeah, you know, I I don't know. It's like there was something that happened at uh, Taco Bell here in Cincinnati. Yeah, you told me or about that. At least that. it was rumored. Yeah. I I can't eat. No, tacos, well, I can Taco eat tacos Bell. that my I, wife no makes, I'll but I can't go to Taco Bell. Bell. That's for sure. Yeah, no way. <laughs> Forget it. He just ruined it for Arby's. Okay, he he allegedly he admitted that he had urinated two different times into the mixture for a certain kind of gratification, but he was almost sure that he had thrown the bag away right after. Oh wow. Okay, I don't want to go on somebody's so almost weird. sure. <laughs> no more. Jeez. No more. You know. I don't know. No more milkshakes for me at any place except maybe the United Dairy Farmer. UDF, you can watch them make UDF it right there in shakes. front of you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm all of you guys UDF all around shakes. the United States, if you want a milkshake, go to Cincinnati, go to the United Dairy Farmers, and get a milkshake there. I'll tell you what. I started, because I'm in a lot of different cities, and every I get these this craving for a malt. Really, I get a craving for a UDF yeah. malt, mm-hmm. but um, I'll try to find a substitute. <laughs> Not anymore. I started, uh, I started leaving uh, reviews. Oh, really? Google and Yelp uh-huh. reviews. Because I thought, this is ridiculous. These people are charging like six bucks for a malt. Way like, substandard. Like a 10 ounce malt. Yeah. It's like, this is stupid. <laughs> you could make this... UDF makes these giant malts for six bucks, mm-hmm. and you're selling ten bucks for a ten ounce. This is—I got tired of it, so I just started leaving bad reviews. Yeah. 
unless they have a good. Do you mold. mention UDF and compare it in your reviews? I don't compare it in my. That's reviews. what I would do. So, hey guys, I might start doing yeah. that. I mean, yeah, especially if it's a city that has a UDF. Oh yeah, there's no excuse. I was like, why would anybody but go any to place somewhere in Cincinnati else if you have a UDF? Too. I don't know. Well, like Graders has malts, yeah. and they're. They're small. They're not nearly as yeah, good. No, but yeah, I like malts, but not from Hardee's, yeah. Arby's. Right. No, Hardee's or Arby's? Arby's. Arby's. Yeah, yeah okay. I'll never get one yeah. from there. No. I will never get a malt anywhere but UDF, or I make it myself. Yeah, I like making them myself too, <laughs> but I buy UDF malt. Oh, to do it powder. anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Urine free. <laughs> Yeah. So nasty. Okay. All right. Next one. Um, in England, a pub. So I guess there's a uh, English town called Vogue. V O G U E. All right. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a pub in Vogue. Uh, the the Star Inn at Vogue. It's called. I guess it's part, you know attached to an inn or whatever. And mm-hmm. so there's this fashion magazine called Vogue. I don't know if you've heard of it. I've heard of it, but I don't really know yeah. anything about it. It's just a fashion like, magazine called Vogue. Vogue that has a lot of semi-pornographic Pro- pictures Probably of women, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't even click on yeah. Vogue.com or whatever it is. Anyway, so the magazine sent a letter to this pub asking they would if they would change their name because it could cause problems because members of the public might confuse the two businesses. Uh, they said, please reply within seven days or we will take remedial action. He said, well... Yeah. <laughs> he said, nope, not going to do that. He said, uh, I presume at the time when you chose the name of your magazine, you didn't seek permission from the villagers of the real Vogue. <laughs> An answer to your question, you know, it is a categorical no. <laughs> I see, I used to, see, I saw a lot of this stuff uh, when I I worked for a domain name registrar. Yeah, that's right. Um, I remember you did. And so I kept up on a lot of that news because people were always fighting over domain mm-hmm. names. And this is one of those times where it's like, this is just it's ridiculous. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give me a break. Why do you, and here's the thing, here's what sucks. Mm-hmm. Is they're going to put up a court battle, and that guy's going to have to hire a lawyer to defend himself. Oh, now it turns out okay to 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 be completely fair and give credit to the magazine. um, Once they realized the situation, um, they said, "Oh, we never should have sent that letter. (laughs) That was dumb of us." What do you mean? Realize the situation? What? Nope. Somebody didn't look into. Somebody didn't look in. No, because I'll I'll tell you the way. Now, I don't know if if this is the way in Britain, but in the United States, okay. Let's say that you come up with a trademark, and and this is this is the thing. Vogue is it's not a copyright issue; it's a trademark issue, right? Right. Okay. In the United States, trademarks, trade names. Um, the idea is that you have to defend it vigorously or you lose yeah, the right to defend it. So, for example, like take Xerox. Everybody uses the word Xerox to mean photocopy, like copy. You, you know, right. uh, hey, go go Xerox this. Go Xerox this. Um, if Xerox, now, 
in terms of public literature, if Xerox did not, now Xerox is kind of a has-been of that industry, but if if right. they did not defend it vigorously, they would lose the right to defend it at all under U.S. law. Yeah. And so that's why that is Vogue true. is like sort of jump the gun on this kind of stuff. It's like, okay, send out the cease and desist letter first, find out later whether it was, you know, a- appropriate. And so I, now, I can understand you know it from their point that of view. Was, uh, Toys R Us was big oh, on that. Oh, were they? Because once Toys R Us got big, mm-hmm. everybody had an RS tried to Oh, and they an tried RS to, business. hey, you know, like Monsters R Us. Silver or sh- RS. Shakes R Us. Uh, cigarettes <laughs> R Us. Yeah, everything. <laughs> and they sent out thousands and thousands of letters and uh, went to court over hundreds and hundreds of cases and won all mm-hmm. of them. Huh. Now, I guess they're wow. out of business they now. Are out so of business I think technically now. now you could do it. I think you could do it yeah. now. We could say Catholics are That's us. <laughs> I wonder if I created a, a domain Catholic name and said Catholics are us and, uh. If we get a cease and desist letter, I might try it just, just, just to see what happens. Just make it as as a a domain that points to our, uh, you know, po- APAC. to our APAC mm-hmm. page. Yeah, because I'm just curious just, about that now. Because I know they were. Desist. That's weird, though. Why would they, they be were allowed? Vigorous. I mean, why would? I, I guess in in the new internet world, because R us, there's no such thing as R us. I know. It's like if I you mean, say you know, cars are us. You're not going to confuse that with Toys R Us, and that's supposed to be the only well, basis. Well, I I don't know because there's there was no other thing called R Us well, until true. Toys that's R Us. Because the it, it it's not a it's not correct English. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's if you if you said we are toys, that would be one thing, and you can't trademark yeah, that because you are toys, toys, but I am cars. So, Besides, but cars I mean, are us. It's, it's no, catchy. you're stealing Toys our names. It, it, there's a catchiness yeah. to it that they invented, and you know, I, I give them that credit. Sure, right. Actually, I'm kind of sad that they're not any longer around. I never really shopped there much. Once in a while, I would I, during the holidays. I went there every once in a while just to but, walk through and realize they were much more expensive. Exactly, than <laughs> they were. But they were kind of an icon. They were the big toy store, and you could you could always feel good yeah. about shopping there and looking at the prices, and then said, "Oh wait, I got this for you know thirty percent less at at uh, you know KB Toy and Hobby or something it. like that." <laughs> yeah, but I you know it's it, yeah I. But there are no toy stores anymore. You know. Oh, that's I mean, true. That's true. Let's face it; there just it's, aren't it's any not, toy stores the, anymore. That's not a thing. The toy store is now. The toy section at Walmart or Target or whatever. Yeah. So now I myself have a dream of making, of having a toy store, but having only toys that would not be found at places like Walmart or even Amazon. But the problem is, well, everything can be found on. Well, Amazon, no, not that but, everything can be found on Amazon, but if you only have the toys that can't be found at Walmart. It's like people aren't going to go because to your sh- store unless they well, explicitly want there. something different. Yeah. Well, may, that's, that's who you're going point. for that. Okay, I see. Or or they, they just have no idea. And they're tired of looking at regular toy stores because they've already seen everything there. And they don't know what to get this kid. 
And it's like, oh. And maybe not just kids. Maybe adults, toys, not... I know what you mean. Yeah, toys, but but toys toys for adults. Like model train stuff, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know what to get this. You know what? I'll go to Eric's Toys. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Eric. 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 (laughs) Eric's Eric's Toys are us. (laughs) Yeah. You could even buy the name from the original and just make it the new Toys R Us. (laughs) Yeah. Probably have to. It probably costs more than toys. True. All right. Okay. Next. Um, so, in the UK now, according to a, the judgment of a tribunal, calling a man bald in the workplace is going to be considered sexual harassment. No. Yeah. You know, these women, they thought they had it bad. We men have to subject ourselves to being called bald while the UK is taking steps. Yeah, what's going on? Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Let's see. Okay, how many minutes are you at? <laughs> how many minutes? Are we tracking our time? I'm two hours exactly. I'm a minute and 59 seconds. 15, uh, one hour and Short 59 minutes. So okay. I think I may have lost about a minute there, but it's still recording. Or there's again. just a time slip between us. Yeah, I don't think so. I think right. I lost a Well, minute. we'll see. Yeah, okay. Well. So anyway, um, so, so the film... Well, you know, I'm going to talk about Brave now because we're talking about browsers. So, Brendan Eich, E-I-C-H, created a software company, Brave Software, and he created this web browser called Brave, um, which is, the whole idea is to, um, inherent to the browser, block things like online advertisements, website trackers, and that kind of stuff in its default settings. Yeah. Um... It's based on the Chromium uh, web browser. Okay. Privacy focused. Now, here's the thing. Brendan Eich, E-I-C-H, I think he was the inventor of JavaScript. And he was fired from Mozilla, where JavaScript was rolled out initially as part of the Firefox browser. Specific, well, you know, it became, it was Nets, Netscape, then, Fire, then Mozilla, then Firefox. Um, but he was fired specifically because he does not support gay marriage. It's a really weird re- reason to fire people, but it's also a reason that's like, huh, this guy was like persecuted because of basically holding Christian beliefs. So I wanted to at least mention that and to invite everybody. You may decide it's not the browser for you, but go ahead and check it out. It's called the Brave web browser and the icon is a uh, lion okay i will look at okay so back to our um baldy is baldy yeah i calling a man bald yeah. is is now considered in the uk by judgment of this tribunal sexual harassment and you know these women like i said they think they have it hard with sexual harassment think of these poor men who might be called bald and what they must be going through. You women have it so easy. I can see that. Because <laughs> how do you know if you're talking about their head or somewhere else? So Yeah, I mean, you know. I don't know. Um, Sexual harassment. 
That's just weird. <laughs> the whole idea of sexual this harassment. Stupid. <laughs> sexual harassment. Well, you know, it's funny. It's kind of funny because I remember, like, we, you know, in these in, in big corporations, like when I worked at Harmon, okay, mm-hmm. 40,000 people worldwide, whatever, you know you're going to have to go through stupid training and that kind of stuff. And so there's this whole, you know, sexual harassment training and so forth. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a definition of sexual harassment, uh, which kind of reverts back to what they call a, uh, I forget the, the phrase they use, uh, hostile work environment. Okay. Now here's, here's what got me to thinking because the way they defined it, I, I got to thinking this, you go into a workplace and a woman who is, let's say very attractive yeah. Ends up getting a, you know, advancing somewhat. And a woman who's less attractive does not. Okay. The woman who, if you really strictly read the rules as they exist. Yeah. The woman who's less attractive could claim that there's a hostile work environment because the men who control the, you know, the corporate setting and give out promotions and that kind of stuff, were not willing to receive favors from her in exchange for promotions. Well, yeah, that would make sense. The, the way it's worded, she could actually make such a case and bring such a lawsuit. That's how stupid the whole situation has become. Yeah. It's gotten so dumb. I just, I'm glad I don't work for a corporation. <laughs> yeah, well, I... Do now? Actually, I, I did all along, but it was a privately owned corporation. Now, though, I work. I we've been acquired, so I work for a corporation that is owned by uh, a what's called a private equity firm. Oh, fine. Um, so I mean, it's not a huge corporation like I worked for before, but yeah. anyway, we'll see how things go. Okay. Okay. So next. Um, <laughs> So in Florida, a guy, I think he was probably drunk, but he called 911 on the president. (laughs) Kept calling 911, (laughs) saying that they needed to arrest Joe Biden and release El Chapo. (laughs) Release what? El Chapo. What's El Chapo? Oh, he's the guy... um, And and he like the the drug smuggler guy. That's what I think of when he says that. But yeah, that's what he's talking about. Um, Phil Beck. <laughs> he's, he's a Mexican former drug lord. Okay. Um, I guess he's in prison, and this guy called 911 saying, you got to arrest Joe Biden and release El Chapo. Well, he was told, look, that's not an appropriate use of 911. Don't call here anymore. And he kept calling <laughs> back. <laughs> so they finally went to his house. He was in the middle of a call to 911 when they arrested him. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Do you remember the Bambalance uh, call? I need the a Bambalance. Bambalance. <laughs> I need the a Bambalance. Bambalance. That's right. I'm the Bambalance. I thought MF phone booth. <laughs> the deer won't let me out of the phone booth. Oh, no, he no. He, the, I'm the in the phone booth. <laughs> <laughs> Just. He, he, 
Just look up Bambalance call. 911 Yeah, Bambalance call 911. Yeah. I'm in the phone booth outside the the what was the store that he was at? Stop and go, I think. Um, or Stop and go. That's what it was. I'm in the phone booth outside the Stop and go. And the, he hit a deer, put the deer in his car. The deer woke up and bit him in the back of the neck. He pulled over to a phone boot outside of Stop and Go. It said, where are you? I'm in the phone booth. I'm in the phone booth. <laughs> and then he called 911, but he couldn't get out of the phone booth now because there's a dog that wants the deer and won't let him out of the phone booth. And this deer, according to him, like ran into his car. <laughs> yeah. And he's in a phone booth and he needs a bambalance. Mm-hmm. Send a bambalance. I'm in the phone booth outside the stop and go. Greatest 9-1 call I've ever heard. Go look it up. You know, if we can find... I'll like, find it. A recording I had, that it, we had to, I had to show the kids once. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll link it. Okay. All right. Last. Um, so, have you ever... You don't drink craft beers the way I do. No. Um, so... Uh, I'm, I'm going to put this to you. Do you is, is this offensive? Should it be banned or not? Um, fl- so the brewery is uh, Flying Dog. And to be sure, I mean, it, it has ugly art, uh, you know, like in the sense that Rugrats is ugly art. Um, but anyway, they came out with a, uh, a bottle art that had a, a sort of a naked man. Um, I, I, it's kind of weird to even tell if he's a man because of his face and how that is. But look at his feet and his hands. He looks like a man. Mm-hmm. A naked man warming himself over a fire. Well, I guess in North Carolina, some, like the regulation, the <clears throat> regulatory body yeah. for such things objected to it. Uh, a judge in North Carolina has ruled that it's okay um, it still, you know, falls under First Amendment and they can, you know, have their mm. label, put it in stores or whatever. Are you looking at it? Hey, yeah, I'm looking at it. I can't even tell. I mean, that it's, it's disgusting. It's ugly it art. Is ugly. Absolutely. No, no doubt about that. But like, is it like, like offensive. regulation of, like, you know, here's the problem. Sense? I, I don't I, know. If it were pornographic, I think that they should have won. It's not pornographic. Yes, I agree. It's too stupid. I don't think looking. it's pornographic. It's just ugly. But uh, I don't know how this would affect future things. Like if I decided to put a realistic naked man on a on a box, mm-hmm. would it? Would this ruling keep them from being able to say, no, you can't sell that here? You can't do that. Oh, like like a photograph of a naked man. Yeah. For example. Instead of a cart, an ugly cartoonish depiction, right? Yeah, that's, and then I, yeah, I don't again, know. That's, a that's one of those of things. Woman, like, so I don't know. Thing is, if you could trust judges in modern America to, um, I don't know, interpret to use, yeah, to to interpret to to use their brains yeah. for the situation at hand, it would be like, okay, yeah, this this is this is this stupid to sense. object to, yeah. Um, and we can trust judges to decide when it becomes truly objectionable. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, it could this be used to, uh, you know, to do something know, we'll else see. in the future? Anyway, it's you know, Flying Dog. I've had their beer, bef- you know, some of their b- different beers before. I would um, never buy that though. <laughs> you know, the thing is, I collect beer cans and beer bottles for the 
for the beer art. And it's not necessarily all pretty. I just collect it yeah. for the kind of like the, the especially to, in today's craft beer world where if the art is seasonal, it may be this is the only time you get that particular piece of art. It'll never. Okay. Well, it'd be art, cool if you it, had a bunch of those in, and it was. In this case. Against. Yeah. Exactly. In this case, calling it art is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> I would get it for that purpose. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. At least in uh, North Carolina, for now, uh, Flying Dogs. And what's the name of the beer? Uh, freezing Season. It's like Winter Freezing Ale. Season. Yeah, Freezing Season. Winter Ale is safe. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's all I got. Well, good, because I just realized my son is still here. I did, I thought he oh, had wow. left. He's waiting for you He's to go actually visit with him a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Which is fine, because I didn't have a saint. I don't know if you did, but I don't have time for one. I didn't, and okay. I figured when I... It's like, I, I forgot to say this morning, hey, can we record tonight? Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. So, well, folks, think about what we said, and as always... Circle the beads. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. Hey, babe. I got this morning.